Hello everybody, this is Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Episode 610 to be exact. A practical show done by a practical guy. Being released on November 13th, 2022. I've got a mixture of topics for you this week. I'm going to talk a little bit about, of course, guns, handguns things that I've been doing lately with handguns. I also want to talk to you a little bit about some modern survivalism. Every once in a while, I like to talk about survival skills on this show. And I don't go tinfoil hat like a lot of preppers tend to do. I keep it rooted in common sense. And so that's what I want to talk about. And also some handguns, some things that I have been doing, changing up a little bit in my own line of uh, firearms that I own. First, I want to let you know this show is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment. If you're appendix carrying, like I'm doing right now as I'm doing this show, look no further than Keeper's Concealment. They are the leading authorities on appendix carry. They've got some great stuff and I use their holsters. Keepersconcealment.com. You get a discount code. You get 10% off just by using the code HANDGUNWORLD. Top-notch stuff from a top-notch guy, Spencer Keepers. He's been on my show many times and he is officially one of my sponsors. Okay, you probably would be surprised to know that, as I mentioned, in the beginning of the year, beginning of 2022, that I was uh, going to pick a standard weapon of choice and that I was going to experiment with some guns and maybe find a different home for some of them and and uh, try not to acquire any before the end of the year. But I thought it was going to take a whole year for me to make my decision, but it has not. So I've decided to standardize on the Shadow Systems guns. And what I have done is um, decided to have one of each of the Shadow Systems guns. So my next goal is to pick up a DR920P and a CR920, and then eventually I'm going to get the MR920L. Then I'll have one of each of their models. The DR920 seems like a pretty intriguing handgun because it's a compensated 9mm full-size gun. But what's interesting is it's a pinned compensator. And the compensator uh, pins itself very you, you pin it in nicely it's not a threaded barrel so even in a place where you can't have threaded barrels you most likely could own this type of a compensated weapon because it pins into the barrel doesn't use a threaded barrel concept and it's supposed to be the absolute flattest shooting gun out there flattest shooting striker fired now it might it might be rivaled by the staccato uh, but, it, but, of course, the staccato is not striker-fired. And the DR920P by Shadow Systems is a very light handgun. It's, it's quite light. And that's what's intriguing to me. It's not very heavy. And it fits into Glock 34 holsters, which I've got Glock 34 holsters for my Glock 34. And that's what's really nice. It's one thing I like about the Shadow Systems firearms. They fit into Glock holsters. 
and the CR920, which is their covert role, which is what CR920 stands for, fits in Glock 43 holsters. By the way, I'm not sponsored by Shadow Systems. I just I now own two of their guns. I plan to own five total, and I am just thrilled with their weapons. I'm I'm thrilled with their handguns. Because they need no modification whatsoever. All you need to do is put a, an optic on them if that's what you want. But even if you don't, you can use them as iron-sided guns. And they're, they're fantastic because their sighting system is so good, so precise. And good quality iron sights the way they're supposed to be with the... Uh, night sight in the front that's got the nice outline so it acts like a fiber optic uh, sight in the daytime and a plain black rear serrated sight so it basically just draws your eyes straight to the front sight as it usually should be and it's just a fantastic sighting system and so right now I've got them all iron sighted I will be putting optics my project my project over the next probably year and a half to two years is going to be to, first of all, get all five of their models. And if they come out with another model, I, I probably won't get one. I'll probably just stick with the five that are out right now. And then I'm probably going to go ahead and put red dots on them or green dots. Um, probably actually green dots. I think I kind of like those a little bit better. I've shot both red and green dots for my eyes. It's probably going to be best, but I think for now, at least while I'm in the acquiring phase, uh, I think I'll probably just keep them all as iron-sided guns. The ergonomics of Shadow Systems pistols are just outstanding. I think they're the best Glock clone out there for the ergonomics of it, and, and just the features that you get for the price you know a lot of people like to make fun of them and call them gucci glocks i think they're more than that i think they're more than just a gucci glock i think they're they've they've taken the glock design and they've just gone further i mean actually they've gotten much closer to perf to perfection than glock ever got <laughs> uh why did glock ever use that slogan perfection i don't know but shadow systems they're they're much closer to that than Glock ever got. So the cool thing is they're based in Plano, Texas, made in the good old USA. And again, it might sound like a commercial, but it's really not because I like how they shoot. I've, I've now owned Shadow Systems pistols for over a year. And I've pretty much waited for a year to really spend some time doing a, a big review. I've done a couple of podcasts on my DR920 Elite and my MR920 Elite. I really like the Elite versions. Those, I think, are... I think if you're going to spend the money to get a Shadow Systems gun, get the Elite versions. Get the top of the line. I mean, life's short, right? Get the top of the line. So I really like them because, as you know, over the years, I've been a big Glock fan. And uh, not a Glock fanboy, uh, but a Glock fan. And of course, I have other guns. I've got Sig and Ruger guns. And Sig and Ruger guns are fantastic. So I can't say enough about those that I own. But I have to tell you that the Shadow Systems guns are just, they're such a, a great Glock platform. Not only are they flat shooting, but extremely accurate, durable. 
I think the durability and the reliability are going to prove to be as good as Glock. I, the only negative I would say is some of the Shadow Systems guns have a break-in period. I've never really thought of a break-in period as a negative. In fact, I think probably I'm going to talk about that a little bit more right now. It wasn't part of my plan for this show, but let me talk about it. It might even be the title for this podcast, Break-In Period. Um, what's wrong with that? A lot of people say that's a negative. I don't know what's wrong with that. You know, not only does the gun need a break-in, but how many of you would agree that the shooter also needs a break-in, period? Especially if you get a new gun, you, you need a break-in period. You've got to be able to shoot that thing, and you've got to be able to shoot it well. And it, you might not be able to do that right away. Especially if you're switching from another type of gun that you're real used to, you've been shooting for years. You ever notice that? You need a break-in period. You know, and Shadow System says 200-round break-in period. Hey, how about a 1,000-round break-in period? How about a 1,500-round break-in period? I don't mean for the gun. I'm not suggesting the gun should have a 1,000-round break-in period. I'm, I'm suggesting you, the shooter, should have that kind of a, a break-in period. And now that ammo's a lot cheaper than it was a year, year and a half, two years ago, much easier to afford the 1,000-round break-in period. So I'll be talking more about this, but here's some of the benefits of planning to spend at least 200. I'm going to go ahead and say 500 rounds on a new gun when you get it. Try to do it in pretty short order, I would say. You know, try to get the 500 rounds through it as much as you can, or quickly as you can. Preferably 1,000 rounds through it as quickly as as you can. First of all, you're probably going to find out, you're going to, you're going to know what modifications that you need to make to your gun and what you don't. A lot of people make a lot of modifications. I'm one of them. I've spent a lot of money and time and effort on gun modifications when I really didn't need to. And I, I don't want that to happen to you. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And once you've, you're done shooting it and running lots and lots of rounds through it and practicing it, you're going to know what's important to you and what's not. You're going to know what you need to do to the trigger, what you need to do to the grip, what you need to do to the controls, if anything. What kind of sights do you need? What kind of optic do you need if you need one? You know, some guns you might shoot just fine without an optic and you don't need one. So why go spend all the money on an optic when, when you don't need one? And if you do need one, what type? So just from shooting your gun, this is what you need. So I, what's a 200-round break-in period? That's peanuts. You know, I, there's other gun manufacturers out there, of course, not just Shadow Systems, but other guns in the past have needed break-in periods. Yeah, that's okay. Now, is it nice that you don't have to break in a gun as soon as you take it out of the box? Well, yeah, it is. But normally, if you've got to break in a gun, it normally means it's a very fine-tuned handgun. It doesn't mean it's not reliable. It just means that it's finely tuned. And so you're going to have to, that gun's going to have to wear in from the use. And, and that's when you're going to probably get the absolute best performance out of it. And again, you become better with the gun. Now, a, here's another advantage of the break-in periods. 
Uh, and again, I, I'm extending these out to 500 or 1,000 rounds. If something's going to go wrong with the handgun, you're going to find it out. If you just shoot a gun 200 rounds, you, you may not find out what's going to go wrong with that firearm. Think about that. 200 rounds, that's not much. Four boxes of, of ammunition. That's not much. Sometimes guns take a lot longer than that. Sometimes it's two or 3,000 rounds before something starts to go wrong with them. So it's, uh, you, you need to know. You need to know. And if it's flawless after you shoot it 2,000 rounds, great. That's, that's fantastic. That's a good thing, is it not? And then you're going to know, hey, I got a flawless gun after a couple thousand rounds, and I can trust my life with it. So that, that's also a good thing. Have you ever considered this? Also, if you're giving your handguns a 500 to 1,000 round break-in period or trigger job, I like to call it a 1,000 round trigger job. If you're doing that, you're going to learn a lot about the ammo, the ammo that it likes. Some guns, it doesn't matter. Glocks, M&Ps, some of the SIGs, it doesn't matter what kind of ammo you put in there. Some, it does matter. Now, one thing I found out about the Shadow Systems guns is... I haven't had the best of luck when I run steel case ammo through them. I'm not saying that they don't function. I'm just saying I haven't had the best luck with um, shooting them in accuracy-wise. I haven't had the best luck. So brass case. I'm sticking to brass case ammo. That's okay. I'm all right with that. It doesn't mean that if I was in a pinch that I couldn't shoot some of the lower cost, more economical steel case ammo. But it just doesn't seem like those guns are designed for it. Now, maybe maybe somebody from Shadow Systems might be listening to this. And maybe they'll set me straight. That's okay. That's fine. So, if you want to set me straight on that and say, Hey, Bob, you're wrong. You know, our guns run fine with steel ammo. Great. Or if you say, Well, it's not recommended. Great. I'm an open-minded guy. So, I don't mind. You know, send me some comments. Handgunworld at gmail.com or... Call into my voicemail, 210-646-1727. That's 210-646-1727. area code because I am in the great gun-friendly state of Texas, San Antonio, to be exact. But if, you know, if you got some feedback like that, uh, send it my way or, or feedback on any other parts of the show. Handgunworld at gmail.com is a good place to start. But I have learned that CCI Blazer Brass, it works well with that with that brand of ammo. Spear, Magtech. Uh, let's see what else is out there. I've run some American Eagle through them. And of course, any kind of carry ammo that I run through my Shadow Systems guns, it's just fine. My favorite camp, uh, carry ammo is either Federal HST or Spear Gold Dots. I pretty much stick to buying those and stocking up. I've got some old carry ammo. i got some old Winchester SXTs that I still haven't shot yet that I'm keeping around because can't get those anymore. i got some Corbon stuff that I'm keeping in stock because that's hard to find. But Federal HSTs are real easy to find, and Spear Gold Dots are easy to find, and they perform well. By the way, the break-in period, I'm also going to suggest that you use some concealed carry ammo during the break-in period. 
Oh, Bob, my God, that's expensive. That's just too much. Well, I've asked this question many times. I'm going to go ahead and ask you it right now. How much is your life worth? Don't you think your life is worth a couple boxes of concealed carry ammo? Isn't your life worth that? So shoot that. Shoot that through your guns, especially those that you're going to carry on a consistent basis and see how they perform through your guns. Okay, so off the Shadow Systems guns for a while. The other plans I have for 2023 is to do a couple things to my two SIG P365 guns that I have. I'm interested in getting some Wilson Combat grip modules and... Um, and putting those on there, looks like that's a nice little improvement to those. And, of course, I'm, I'm going to put a red dot or a green dot on my uh, P365XL. Such a fine gun. So those are a few more plans that I have. But back to break-in period again. Don't be afraid of a break-in period for a gun. I think it's a good thing, not a bad thing. What do you think? Okay, enough on that subject. I want to shift gears, get into some modern common sense survivalism. We're at a very critical time, not just in America, but in the world, with the way inflation is and with the way, the way economies are going, and nobody seems to care about that. This last election we had in America pretty much showed that the majority doesn't seem to give a rip about inflation. They don't care about it. They don't care about the bad economy. They don't care about crime going up. They just don't care. If they cared about that, we would have seen different results in the past midterm elections uh, about a week ago. But we did not. So it shows you that not only Americans, but probably across the world, people's priorities have changed. Don't let yours change. I, I think it's time to start preparing now more than ever. Uh, I think as the food prices rise, it's time for you to prepare even more. And I would say probably, if you haven't done this already, the biggest preparation you can begin to make is probably, first of all, financial preparation. Uh, put some money away. You're going to need it. And I think it's very important. Keep your debt as low as possible. Put, put some money away into savings. And probably just regular savings. Even investments are very, very volatile right now. I'm not saying you should stop investing. I haven't stopped investing. I'm not going to stop investing. But I would say it's probably a good time to do that. In increasing your food supply. And um, just maintain as low of amount of debt as possible. Get rid of the things you don't need and invest in what you do need and invest in what, what sustains you on a regular basis. Start thinking about that because it looks like, it looks like things are going to consistently get worse and worse. Now, I'm trying to be positive here. I'm trying to be positive, which is why I talk about getting prepared, because getting prepared is a positive thing. Even though you're getting ready for something that something bad that might happen, it's a positive thing, because what it's going to let you do 
is it's going to let you mitigate the circumstances, mitigate the problems that come from whatever stink hit the fan is coming up your way. Now, a lot of us get a lot of stink hit the fan events. As you know, if you've been listening to me long enough, and if you used to listen to today's survival show back in the day, I've had my share of stink hit the fan events. Um, you know, I've I fought health challenges and family health challenges and lost family members. And it, it was quite the challenge, but it was because of some preparations that I did in advance that I was able to get through it. Knowledge is also something that, that you need to invest in. You need to invest as much knowledge, invest in as much knowledge as you can. And whatever your profession is, invest in that knowledge of your profession. And, you know, specifically what I'm saying is, I'll give you an example. I'm in sales. And so I'm going through a whole lot of sales training right now. Now, I've been in sales 36 years. Why would I need training? Because I certainly don't know everything. In 30, after 36 years, I'm still learning about my profession. Still learning. And I think that the day you stop learning is basically the day that you stop doing anything. Because failure is a learning experience. Taking risks, those are learning experiences. Anything you do is a learning experience. And learn as much as you can. What does it mean? It means you're going to have to take risks. It means you're going to have to fail as much as you can. And that's a prepping skill that not a lot of people talk about. It's a mental preparation skill. Learning how to fail. And learning what it means to fail. And learning how to handle that failure. You know what it means to fail? It means you learned one more way that it wasn't going to work. Whatever you were trying to work on, it's it's not going to work that way. You failed at it. But you know what? The first failure doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to be a failure. Maybe at that time it failed, but try it again at another time. Timing is everything. That's another preparation skill I want to talk about. Common sense is improve your timing. Improve your timing when you make decisions. And by the way, you know how you improve your timing? You try a lot. You try a lot. And the more you try, the better your timing is going to get. They, people, you know, people always say, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Well, it's true. And, and the more often that you try something, the luckier you're going to get. Because eventually, you might try something the same way two times. And it'll fail the first time and work the second. Or you might try it a third time. And it'll work the third time. That's because a lot of times it's all about when when you try something, when you learn a skill, when you try that skill, when you try the business adventure, or the business venture, when you make that career change. A lot of it is just all the timing of it. And sometimes the timing is not right. As you know, I'm a strong man of faith. I believe in God's time. I'm a strong Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. And I have learned that it on his time is when things happen. Not mine. Not my time. It's on his time. And so I am not going to try to push things into my time frame. I'm, I'm just going to keep trying and keep attempting and keep going after what it is that I want to do. And eventually it's going to be the right time. And I, and I don't want this to sound like a motivational speech. I mean, I am trying to motivate you. I'm trying to get you thinking positive. 
and it's hard for me it's just as hard for me to think positive as it is for anybody else but I'm trying again that's the other thing is when when you find yourself thinking negative hey stop that and try positive again and if positive doesn't work well, wait a little while and try positive thinking again and try changing your outlook on something and eventually you're going to keep changing your outlook and your timing is going to get better. It's an interesting phenomenon. So if you're trying to can food, for, exa for example, and you didn't do it right the first time, uh, do it again. My family and I earlier this year, back in March, we started a garden. We, we were real proud about the garden that we started and we knew it wasn't going to be anything that was going to sustain us for a long time. But we tried it, and guess what? It was a huge failure. It did, <laughs> hardly anything produced. And we learned some things, so we're going to try it again. And we'll probably have better luck next year because we're going to be smarter about how we plant things and how we grow things and do a little bit more studying on what we should do and when we should do it and what we should put in the ground and what works well here in San Antonio, Texas, and what doesn't. And how much care that the plants need to be given and and when they need to be watered and when they don't and when is the peak growing season and stuff like that. So we're going to work a little harder at that and try to be a little smarter. And, of course, we'll get luckier and we'll succeed more and we'll just keep on trying. So if there's, if there's something I can leave you with here at the end of this short episode is that mental preparations, I think, now are more important than ever. And... If, if you've got to make a tough decision, like if you have to move, well, do it, okay? Uh, now's the time to do it. If you're going to move, move. I've moved uh, six or seven times in my career, and there's only one out of seven moves, I think it is, only one that I've regretted. But that's not bad. A record of six out of seven is not bad, so... If, you, if you're feeling called to move or if you're feeling led to move or if you hear this, this voice telling you to move, it's probably God speaking to you saying, hey, this situation you're in is, is not right and do it. Don't be afraid. Don't be gripped by fear. A lot of us are. Uh, one of the things that I am uh, working on right now, not, not to be gripped by fear, is uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a friend of mine ask me to start a Bible study with him and uh, if it gets if it's successful enough not only will it be a Bible study but it might be a small church well that's I'm, I'm fearful of that I'm fear because I don't know how to do it and uh, he knows a little bit more about it than I do but we're kind of both being felt or we're both being called and, and we feel like that's where we're being led but but it's a scary time because we want it to be successful we don't quite know what to do and but we're going to try it we're going to try it, and, and we're going to get it launched on uh, November. Um, let's see. The first day is going to be two weeks from today, 28th. And we'll give it a try and see what happens. 27th, I should say. So, you know, you just the only way to overcome that fear of trying it and, and, and doing the preparations that you need to do is do what you fear most, and you control fear. My mentor taught me that a long time ago. Uh, Tom Hopkins, he taught me that back in the 80s. Do what you fear most and you control fear. Okay, so think about all that. And um, that's my message for you today on 
break-in periods for handguns and some modern survival mental preparations. So with all that said, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Please remember that also this show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions. I love their outside the waistband holsters. Check them out, concealmentsolutions.com. Handgun World gives you 10% off. They are running some pre-Black Friday specials, and they got some new products out like holsters for guns with lights and optics outside the waistband. Cool stuff. So check them out, concealmentsolutions.com. Well, thanks for listening to the 610th episode. I'm Bob Main. Please remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, support me on Patreon, and read your Bible every day. I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.